Welcome back to uh, another special edition of the Hoosier Cat Report on this Saturday, October 10th, 2020. Uh, this is Tom Sparmerger out here on the West Coast in California. We've got uh, our Jets insider uh, extraordinaire, Tony Liu, out on the East Coast in the uh, metropolitan area of New York. Tony, how are you this evening? Doing great, Tom. How are you? I'm hanging in there, all things considered. Uh, or moving into uh, week five here of the NFL, uh, a lot to talk about tomorrow. And uh, I think to kick things off, we, we really need to go back to Thursday night's game there, the last drive for the Buccaneers, trying to come back after they let the 13 to nothing lead get away at Chicago there in, at Soldier Field. What was going on with your boy Brady? I mean, did he not know that it was fourth down and he wanted a, a, a fifth down there on that final drive? I think it was just miscommunication between the coach and Brady, to be honest with you. I think the play before was a short like dunk off to the running back, and then the clock was still running. So they didn't really want to clock it because I think he just lost track of his downs. And it happens at the speed of the game, but it's just poor coaching in that part. Bruce Arians or someone should have actually read into his mic saying, hey, look, this is fourth down. But nevertheless, there should have been no excuse for that team to be down playing Nick Foles, who did horrible against the Colts the week before. But, yeah, they did really well against Brady. And, oh, my God, the penalties, Tom. I don't know if you saw the game. Brady, Brady was irate with his offensive line. He was losing it. It's like Ronald Jones had a good 30-yard run. Then it was like second and 37 or something that far because it was just um, unnecessary roughness, holding. It was just so many horrible penalties, and I know that – Brady's not used to that from coming from an organization like the Patriots where Bill keeps everything in line. So, yeah, the frustration was clearly there. I totally agree. Um, for tomorrow, uh, let's dive right into it here. Your uh, beloved New York Jets hosting uh, the Arizona Cardinals. What are you expecting? I hate this. <laughs> I, to be honest, there's a possibility they could win this game just because – I kind of want Trevor Lawrence now, and the Cardinals aren't doing so great after going 2-0. So, and they're flying from the West Coast to the East Coast, and they were slightly delayed because someone on the Jets tested positive for COVID, but then tested negative. But Joe Flacco's starting, and I don't think he did well the last time he started in Denver. But Le'Veon Bell, I think, is coming back. So seven, I, I would still bet the Cardinals to win. But I would, it wouldn't shock me if the Jets actually won this game. I won't touch it. But, yeah, I actually think there's a slight chance just because that's the way the Jets would do things. And I'm, I'm not sure why Vegas thinks this line is seven. I would think it would be a lot more. But I guess Arizona's not playing as well as well. But Joe Flacco hasn't started in over a year. So there's going to be some jitters. And is uh, Joe Flacco a Super Bowl MVP? Uh, I think he is. Yeah, so this is historic territory here. It's going to be in Jets Green there tomorrow. I mean, Super Bowl MVP under center. I mean, we should maybe be, when we get to the triplet, are we going to be considering a money line? <laughs> oh, Tom, I did that week one. That didn't work out too well for me. So, yeah, I won't be betting the Jets money line. Anytime soon. But yeah, I mean, but Joe Flacco has been declining over the last 
couple of years, which led to his exit. And the Baltimore Ravens actually drafting Lamar Jackson. So I think the writing's on the wall. But, I mean, hopefully he'll be serviceable. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, You know, to be honest with you, I've been reviewing a lot of Sam Darnold's plays. And there are a lot of times, like, I'm starting to think it could possibly be Sam Darnold's fault. Like, just reviewing some of the play actions, like, these receivers have potential to be open. He's just timid or just scared to throw, scared to make a mistake at times. And I don't know whether that's it's in his head or just Gase isn't letting him fire him off. But maybe Joe Flacco tomorrow starts just hitting those receivers like in a I don't care kind of mood because I have nothing else left to lose. So we'll see. Oh, man. So there could be a quarterback controversy tomorrow afternoon. I wouldn't be surprised as a Jets fan. <laughs> That'd be so Jets. That'd just be so Jets. So vintage. It, it would totally be a Jets thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But yeah, I'm hoping they lose because I kind of want the first round draft pick. I feel like it's in New York with our rival team, the Giants, are doing the same thing where they can't average more than 10 points per game, which is kind of sad because they have a decent offense. But I don't know whether it's Daniel Jones or... Jason Garrett calling the plays, but yeah, the G-men don't look so great either. Mm-hmm. What? How about my boy uh, Burrow? He's got a tough uh, task tomorrow. He's against uh, Action Jackson there in Baltimore. I, I just don't know. If, hopefully, Joe Burrow makes it out with uh, without any severe injuries. I mean, that offensive line—he's under siege, and that Baltimore defense is pretty stout. Yeah, I but I think. Um, Cincinnati has a lot to play for, but yeah, the line at 12 is a lot. I mean, but Baltimore is known to blow out teams that aren't that great. So, and it's a divisional game. So Baltimore has even more to play for. So yeah, I, I think it won't be a great game for Burrow, but I mean, he could throw up two or three touchdowns, keep it kind of close, but at 11 and a half, uh, I'm not that much of a risk taker. Okay. What about the uh, Battle of Pennsylvania? You got the uh, Eagles at the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by seven. The Eagles played well last week. However, it was against, what, Nick Mullins? And then, yeah, the second-string quarterback for the Niners. Our good friend Paul Gabadian did a great money line Sunday night. Solid move. It was a great, uh, great game. But, uh, yeah, I think the Steelers should cover by by more than seven. That The Eagles' defense is great, but that offense is just so shaky. Wentz doesn't have any receivers. His running back, Miles Sanders, is decent at best. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers won by more than seven in Pennsylvania, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then we got to just uh, – you know, other storylines that are things that are intriguing you tomorrow, I guess we should just call out that – um, given this being another special COVID edition of the Hoosier Cat Report, we've got Broncos at the Patriots now has moved from tomorrow to, at least out here on the West Coast, uh, a 2 p.m. Pacific kickoff before the regularly scheduled Chargers-Saints Monday night game. And then we've got a really intriguing matchup on CBS on Tuesday, an actual Tuesday NFL game. We've got 4-0 Buffalo at 3-0 Tennessee. Um what are you seeing in that uh, Pats game and then and then the Bills? The Pats, I think they're going to 
they're going to do well. I'm not sure why the line isn't up. I think they're just, I guess, I'm not sure if Cam Newton has a possibility of playing. But yeah, the Broncos D is okay. But yeah, Bilicek coming off a loss. Yeah, I don't, he's going to do well. And uh, the Bills and Tennessee is just, to be honest, just in a whirlwind of just scrutiny through the fact that they practice on a high school field, which is totally against NFL protocol. So, yeah, they're coming down hard on the Titans. They even wanted them to forfeit that game. But I know that if they did that, the whole AFC East or the whole AFC would be upset because you don't just give the Bills an easy win for nothing. And Bill Belichick would lose it. Yeah. So you're saying they were practicing on the high high school field, um, basically bending rules since their facility was closed, and and he that said, is correct. And news broke out, out, and then players got tested for COVID and were positive for COVID. How come that isn't being really reported? At least Schefter hasn't tweeted that. I haven't seen that come out at all. I've heard it on the radio, and I think it's. Uh, I think um, Ian Rappaport got suspended for that, to be honest with you. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it, he probably just violated protocol because I don't think you're supposed to report any player who has, co- like, I think only the NFL or the team is supposed to release that information as opposed to reporters. I, I don't know the full details, but yeah, it's, I mean, it was all over the news from what I heard. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're in the know. I mean, I'm just out here on the West coast and, you know, sometimes we're a little bit behind, you know, the, the world gets going and it's still dark out here. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, a Tennessee Titans reporter, but yeah, just overall NFL. I heard, I heard that there was, yeah. Cause they moved it to Tuesday and there was possibility of not even playing again this week and moving it to a week after the NFL's over. Just, it was just a whole scheduling conflict thing where, so many elements are affected if one team goes on a bye or one team takes off. It's like you're shifting everything around because bye weeks are affected, travel's affected. So, yeah. Um, before we get into uh, the, the triplet segment where everybody's just going to make, you know, so much money, um, what else What else is on your mind there, Tony? Uh, yeah, this is whole COVID situation, to be honest with you. I mean, we're over – a quarter of the season done and we're just moving on to week five, but more and more it's like people are being positive for COVID and it's only a matter of time where it could just be a, a shutdown totally and then come back up kind of like what the NBA did. So once again, just take every week as you can enjoy it. Oh yeah. I'm absolutely going to savor everything tomorrow as I do every week. It's such a coveted, day Sunday NFL. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but here we are this week saying we've got an extra game on Monday. Now we've got a Tuesday game. I mean, I thought last week was unprecedented when we had two, an extra Monday game. Now we've, it's, I guess it feels as though we're, we're on the cusp of maybe a real, real big, bigger issue here that they're, you know, I know they're doing the best they can, but They've got to try to get this under control in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, because if you think about it, these Tuesday games affect the whole schedule. Because now you're telling teams that they got to play two games within four days, kind of a thing. Where, like practice in the middle. Like, how do you do that? How does a team is at a huge disadvantage, whether it be fatigued or just beat up? You play Tuesday, Wednesday, you're off. Thursday, Friday, you practice. Saturday, you travel. Like, where's where's the downtime? 
Yeah. And this upcoming Thursday night, it was supposed to be Chiefs at Bills, but now Bills are playing on Tuesday. So clearly they're not going to play two days later. So I'm assuming we're not going to have a Thursday game this week. Yes. See, once again, yeah. See, it's it's, six. Yeah, I like I said, it could, it's just a whirlwind. It just it seems like a headache. It's like you have so many moving parts, and you're trying to fit them all in a puzzle. It's just like, and once again, anything could go wrong. Someone else could test positive for COVID within the next two days, and now you got to shift other things around. So yeah, just take it a week at a time. Anything could possibly happen. Where, yeah, the whole forfeiting idea was just a little preposterous because. People were saying that it's like, you know how hard it is to win an NFL game? That it's, you can't just forfeit them and then it throws the standings off. So, yeah, it seems like a headache. So, once again, cherish every second. But yeah, I agree with you, Tom. At any moment, it could just be a catastrophe. I was just hearing tonight that I guess somebody on the Bears staff and somebody on the Chiefs staff tested positive. So then, but the Chiefs going to be playing tomorrow against the Raiders at home. They, they're kind of doing a, a really quick, you know, check of everybody on that team since the Bears aren't playing till I guess a week from tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep our eye on it here. See how it goes. Keep our fingers crossed. Um, but now I I think it's time to get down to serious business here, uh, Tony. To the to our fans' favorite segment. I know uh, Michael, John Demian, Paul Gabadian listening out there on the East Coast really enjoy this because we did them a real solid last week. I I came in 3-0. and You were 2-1 and last week. I mean, there was tens of thousands of dollars that were probably won. Um, and we want to have a repeat performance tomorrow. So let's uh, move into the triplet. Uh, and, Tony, I'll let you throw out your first game that uh, you feel really confident about tomorrow. I'm going to go with the Cowboys at home against the Giants. I mean, the Cowboys are, have not done us any favors. Actually, they're my one loss last week. I thought they would win against Cleveland, but I underestimated that offense. They actually knew how to use Odell Beckham Jr. So this week they play Odell's old team, the New York Giants, who are 0-4 and averaging, a, I think, abysmal 10 points per game. I think it's the lowest in the NFL. They're seven and a half points favored against at home. So I might buy down to seven just to hedge a little bit. But yeah, I think the Cowboys will win by seven or more. All right. I know the uh, Cowboys have burned some folks that we know a few times this season. So hopefully tomorrow is when they right the ship there at home. Um, I'm not going to say too much about my first pick. It's uh Rams are favored by seven at the Washington football team. Um, they're at FedEx Field. I, I don't think much of Washington. I think um, the Rams' offense and defense collectively is good enough to win even on the East Coast and cover that seven. So I'm going with the Rams in my first game. Home team underdog, Tom. Home team yeah. underdog. On a side note, I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins. Just they basically – didn't demote him to second string. They demoted him to third string. And this is a second-year player. Really, 